Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and as always I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse Pam McMillan. Ryan, we're back and uh, we have an exciting episode today, huh? We do. I, you, this is one of those episodes, Pam, that um, we've kind of danced around a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're really going to jump right into it, right? I think every time um, I'm in a nutrition class, I always hear the word process. Yes. And, you know, to me, um, I think Whitney was on our podcast and she talked about process and it's anything as simply as cutting something up. Changing it, right? Changing it, yeah. But, so, but did you know, Pam, did you know there are things called ultra-processed foods? There's so much that I don't know, but you know what? We have an expert to tell us all the things, right? We do, we do. And, and I tell you, this is really cool because um, you and I were talking earlier. She reminds us of Whitney and uh, giving a special shout out to Whitney. Um, and it's and it's nice to hear um, other folks, you know, um, echo the things that Whitney says, which validate we like-minded, we have some of the best instructors. And so we have the best podcast guests as well. No pressure, but uh, <laughs> today's guest is Karen Collins. Now, Karen, she's a nutrition consultant, speaker, and writer, and has been preaching healthfulness for 38 years. She specializes in cardiovascular health, cardio-oncology, and cancer prevention and survivorship. And there's a lot of crossover there. And we were talking with Karen before we got on here about the crossover. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But in addition to one-on-one counseling uh, through her longtime Western New York private practice, as well as nationwide presentations, she shares, shares her messages through her blog, Smart Bites, which you can find on her website. It's karencollinsnutrition.com. We'll talk about that again later. But one of her specialties is cancer prevention. And uh, she lends her expertise in nutrition to one of Whitney's favorite resources to go to, the American Institute of Cancer Research, or AICR, as a nutrition advisor. Karen, thank you for joining us. We were really excited to have you today. I'm delighted to be here. And we've got a topic that's hot, hot, hot. So um, I'm great to have a chance to talk with you. Yes, it is. And, you know, it doesn't take long to do a Google search. We tell our listeners don't do Dr. Google, but if you're going to Google for helpfulness, that's a different story, which is how we came across you and um, a blog journal post that you wrote um, for the AICR um, talking about processed foods and ultra processed foods. So like we always like to do, let's just start real basic and let's give our listeners the definition of like a processed food and an ultra-processed food? Well, there's actually um, several different ways of looking at it. As you said to begin with, almost everything that we eat is processed in some way, right? You chop up your vegetables, you cook your chicken, you, um, you know, freeze some extra fruit, all that's processing, but that's not really what the debate is about. Right. Um, The major um, categorization, there's a few different systems out there for categorizing these processed foods, but the one that's getting the most attention and that will be in the headlines and potentially in dietary guidelines um, most often is called the NOVA system, and they break it down into four categories. 
So one are these foods we were just talking about, and it's called minimally processed. It's just uh, juice, frozen vegetables, you know, stuff like that. Um, another category that really doesn't get into the discussion, but it's in there because you have to you have to have room for them, and that's a culinary ingredient. So uh, sugar, salt, herbs, spices, things like that. The places it gets interesting are the third category, which is called processed foods. And these are um, things that have usually some kind of salt or sugar or uh, fat or added starch added. Um, it might be, so example, for example, canned vegetables. It might be fermented products, like the way cheese and yogurt are made. And it's um, just taking a basic minimally processed food and, and giving us more ways to enjoy it. Then the controversy one is the fourth group, and that's what we call the ultra-processed foods. And these are the ones that are really commercially produced only. Um, they you often have ingredients that you don't have in your home kitchen. Um, and the objective of it is to have a, a, um, an inexpensive product that can be a high profit because it uses inexpensive ingredients. It can have a very long shelf life. And many of them are what's called hyper palatable. They're deliberately seasoned, that expression, but you can't just eat one, eat just one. It's that <laughs> kind of thing. And they also, again, not all, and that's where we'll get into why it's not so easy to just dump everything in one umbrella. Right. Um, but many of them are very concentrated in calories. So you don't have to eat much and it makes it very easy to consume more calories than you need and potentially gain weight you don't wanna gain. So, so is there, I'm oh, sorry, is oh. there a scale of like best, better, worse, or one to five, which one's best? <laughs> well, the concern is that um, these ultra processed foods have the potential to, as I said, not only promote weight gain when you're not trying to gain weight, um, but may also because of these ingredients that they have in them or their influence on your weight may increase um, heart disease, diabetes, cancer risk related at least to weight gain. Um, and potentially, for example, if they're higher in sodium, that means there's more chance that's gonna raise your blood pressure. Remember half the population has high blood pressure and many of them it's not controlled. So that's an issue, including for people who've had cancer. Um, Many of them, it will be lower in, in the processing, things like fiber go down, um, some of the phytochemicals that are protective might be removed, and then increased amounts of, you know, sodium uh, added sugars and things like that. So that's the concern with them. The unfortunate thing is that that's a very broad umbrella. And so basically anything that's processed more than that that number three that I said, just canned, plain canned, plain, uh, you know, very strict criteria, all gets dumped into this ultra processed umbrella. And they're not all equally uh, of concern. Sure. And I'm guessing uh, sodas, Cokes would definitely probably fall into that ultra processed uh, food label as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some things that are no brainers. And it doesn't mean you can never have them. But when whether it's candy, ice cream, chips, hot dogs, any of that, that when that's a major part of your eating pattern, that, that's going to be a problem in terms of cancer risk, in terms of heart health, and most likely in terms of, of weight gain. 
Um, the tricky spot is some of the other items um, when people are interested in, for example, protein powders or some of the bars that have things, um, even fortified cereals, that's gonna be an ultra processed food. Now, is that healthy or unhealthy? See, it gets a little trickier. Right. Huh. Well, and so here brings in Pam, you know, what Karen is saying is brings in some of that overlap, right? You know, the, the cardiovascular system, your blood pressure, all those things, um, and, and can lead to increased greater risk of cancer because of obesity and overweight. Correct. So all of those things tend to play a, a big role together. Yeah. And often these foods are, um, again, lower in fiber, you know, they aren't gonna have the same fiber that the, the a whole grain cereal would have or quinoa or brown rice compared to, you know, some uh, chips. Um, the amount of sugar um, in uh, fruit compared to um, candy or ice cream, right. you know, that's completely different. So um, it's, it's weight related, um, but there is also concern about what happens to the nutritional quality. So for our survivors listening, um, let's make it simple. What, what is an area where they really need to focus on in their diet? Well, see, the, I, thank you so much for bringing us right back to the key point, Pam, because that is it, is I think it is helpful. There's, there's a lot of debate going on right now. Is this a helpful concept? Is it not? Is, because there are these flaws that I was just mentioning. I think the concept is helpful. It, it helps us to remember that you can't just look at the nutrition label and say, oh, well, there's this much protein in this and there's this much fat and that makes it healthy. You have to think about the whole context of the food to think about, is this working for you? Is this making your diet healthier or less healthy? Mm -hmm. um, but same thing, look at the big picture, especially say for someone who's coming off of cancer treatment or in the midst of cancer treatment, they don't have a lot of energy to cook. They need to do something. Um, you know, is it better to have something that, that minimizes cooking time that may be a little more processed, but if you balance that out with some plain frozen vegetables that you make delicious by the way you flavor them, but they're not ultra processed into flakes or something like that, you can make it all, all work. So it's about finding the things that will help you come closer to the recommendations like the AICR recommendations. Yeah. So let's talk about that AICR recommendations. Um, you know, like I said, like I said earlier, Whitney has, has referenced those several times, but as it relates to processed foods, let's jump right into that if we can, Karen. Sure. Well, um, that, is, that context is really important because aside from the recommendations for trying to maintain a healthy weight and make sure some kind of physical activity is a regular part of your day, when it comes to our eating pattern, the bigger thing is the overall pattern. So lots of, you know, center your plate around whole grains, vegetables, fruits, and dried beans, uh, lentils, things like that. Minimize the um, amount of red meat and processed meat and keep that balance. Now within those foods, you could have choices that are hardly processed at all, that are a little bit processed or that are ultra processed. And the problem is that um, the other guideline or the other recommendation about this is that you have to really watch out 
for the highly processed foods that have a lot of added sugars or fats um, and become so concentrated in calories that like I said earlier, you don't, you don't have to be overeating to overdo the calories that you need. And if that's gonna promote weight gain, then that's not, uh, you know, unless you are um, need to gain weight, it's not gonna be promoting your health. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting the way it's worded, you know, um, it, it talks about a reduced cancer risk, um, limit the processed foods that and, and that spe and specifically target foods that promote weight gain, just as you said, um, and limiting those. So let's do this if we can. Um, I have a couple of things here, you know, um, and maybe we'll kind of talk about instead of this, maybe choose that. Sure. Um, you can know, I frame it up with one fun story from a you study? You sure can, absolutely. Okay. There was a randomized control trial done uh, at NIH. This was a small number of people, but it showed what can happen. As they had uh, two weeks on one diet and two weeks on the other diet, and all the food was provided for them. So it's very tightly controlled, right? And they're in the center, so they aren't running off on their own to get anything. One diet was very high in ultra processed food. The other was strictly minimally processed food. And then they matched them to be um, like the same nutritional availability and everybody could eat as much as they wanted. They call this ad lib. So all the food is there, but you can eat more or less as you want. Well, in two weeks of just ad lib to these two different patterns of eating, the when the people were on the ultra-processed uh, diet pattern, they ate 500 calories more a day. And in the end of two weeks, they had gained almost two pounds. Wow. When they were on the minimally processed diet, they ate 500 calories less a day, and they lost about two pounds in two weeks. Oh, and wow. they were unaware of this because they weren't counting calories or anything. And it wasn't that the food was bad because when they had them rate the food, they were equally happy with it. Mm -hmm. But what they noticed was that people ate much faster on the ultra processed diet. Uh, again, picture yourself with a bag of chips in front of you or something, French fries. <laughs> um, and from some combination, they don't exactly know how it happened, You know what was the mechanism, but that's the reason that's an example We've got longer term studies, but here was a chance to see it in action in the lab. And that lab study gave us a look at what we see in the larger uh, observational studies. Wow. That reminds me of the movies. I think it's called Super Size, where the guy oh, ate McDonald's yeah, for 30 days and how much he gained weight. I mean, yeah. that's a four pound swing. You know, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Wow. Wow. Well, let's do this, Karen. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to toss you a softball here on the very okay. first one. Um, talk about other options and why we should stay away. We in general, whether it's myself or a cancer survivor, energy drinks or soft drinks. Yeah. So concentrated in um, sugar and calories and the the toughest part about any of those drinks, I mean, somebody might say, oh, I don't drink soda, but they drink the energy drink or they drink sweet tea or they drink a coffee drink that's got, you know, a gallon of sugar syrup in it or something and top it with whipped cream. Yes. Um, 
when you, when you get all these extra calories in a liquid form, it doesn't even fill you. I mean, it, obviously it takes up room in your stomach, but it doesn't have what they call satiety value. It doesn't, your body doesn't say, oh, I just had 500 calories or something. I probably could, don't need an afternoon snack. Y you don't sense it in that same way. So it's even more prone to making you gain weight. And so choosing um, plain water is the best thing. If that's hard, you know, you've gotten used to like a very in more intense flavor than some of those um, flavored sparkling waters mm -hmm. um, or even making your own, uh, like I keep a, an infusion pitcher, they call it in the refrigerator where you can just have some fruit or even some mint or herbs or cucumber, anything that tastes good to you and just have it sitting in there all the time. And whenever you want to drink, it's delicious and it's yeah. very thirst quenching. And zero calories. Pam, we probably should bring back the video that Whitney did on how to make infused water that she did a couple of years ago. It's on our YouTube channel. So you guys listening can go to YouTube um, and search uh, 24 hours in the Canyon. And um, it's there. Uh, I think she did like a mint cucumber. And then she did, of course, I think the strawberry flavored other uh, water. And um, yeah, so that helps you obviously get more water uh, in your diet. Yeah. Yeah. And so refreshing and satisfying again, just plain water is just fine. But for some people, it's really challenging when they've gotten used to really sweet things. And so if those little tweaks help you help you taper it, then that's great. Yeah. So next one. And what about canned vegetables? Canned vegetables are fine. Um, I would just look for, um, the ones that are canned without added sodium um, to help limit the extra sodium. That's not so much a, a cancer recommendation, but for overall health for your blood pressure and so forth. Um, and um, yeah. Is canned better than frozen or frozen better than canned? It depends specifically on the vegetable. If you want a nuance over it, there's certain nutrients that um, might be reduced in the heat of the canning process that um, would stay higher in a frozen vegetable. But, you know, the important thing is any vegetable is better than no vegetable. And so if what, what works for you is, is canned, then use that. And for some vegetables, for example, tomatoes, the heat of that canning process actually makes the uh, lycopene, one of the carotenoids uh, in there, more easily absorbed by your body. So, um, and, and that would be true of, for example, canned pumpkin. Ooh, big storm here. Um, so um, canning is not all bad. Um, just watch what's in there. What about like your um, pre-mixed um, things that have seasoning already on it? Um, whether it's a, a, a grain or um, potatoes or something like that. Yeah, that's such a common example. People don't think they know how to cook and they're convinced that the only way they can make it taste good is if they buy one of these pre-mixed things with a quote, quote unquote seasoning packet. The seasoning packet is very high in sodium and what ends up happening is you pay more. So just buy the grain plain, that way you can make sure you're getting the whole grain instead of a refined grain, that's the first thing. And then in addition to that, you can add any spices you want to make it work for you. Makes so sense. So another one, what about lunch meats? Yeah. 
Well, lunch meats when you when I if you're meaning what I think you're meaning, like bologna and uh, sausages and things like that, that's a processed meat, and that is we recommend really for only minimal use in terms of uh, reducing risk of colorectal cancer. Um, then in addition to that, they're generally high in sodium, so it's a real problem for your blood pressure. So that is definitely one to find some alternatives. One of the easiest things I think is when you're making some um, regular dinner with a healthy, fresh um, protein source, whether it's you know chicken or um, red lean red meat or something like that, just make an extra one or two pieces, and then you can um, slice that up um, and even stick it in the freezer, and then you've got a ready supply of say um, you know pork loin slices or sliced chicken or whatever either to go in a salad or in a sandwich or um, a, a, so many of us, we've gotten in a rut that the only thing we think of eating for lunch is a, a sandwich with processed meat. And actually there's uh, this trend for uh, bowls now where you have a grain and vegetables and protein sources, whether that's a chicken or fish or, or beans, is a great way to say, oh, so I don't actually always need lunch meat because I don't always have to have a sandwich. I can have you know, grains and veggies and protein um, in other ways too. I often forget about like your canned, um, like tuna. Is mm -hmm. that bad? Yeah, I mean, it is processed, but it's certainly not ultra processed. And mm -hmm. so that can be a great, uh, a great uh, choice. Yeah, you know, um, talking about bowls, and, and those kinds of things, it made me think about one of the times, Pat, uh, Pam, we talked about uh, meal prep and it, it, you know, being intentional about, you know, as you said, Kathy, when you, when you're cooking, cook extra, you know, have extra ready to go and, and make tomorrow's lunch from last night's, not just leftovers, but being intentional about what you have uh, for, for tomorrow kind of deal when you're cooking. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about dressings. Um, you know, there, there, you go down the dressing aisle, right? For your side. So you think I'm gonna have a salad. I'm gonna have a healthy salad, some greens, some, um, uh, maybe some vegetables, you know, your peppers and tomatoes and so forth. But sometimes that dressing is kind of a, a bad choice, right? Well, it can be very Good high here. in sodium. And lots of times you don't think about who would put sugar in a salad dressing, but it may be high fructose corn syrup in there and just a lot of extra calories that aren't really you know, doing anything for you. Uh, when I have people here for dinner, I always make my own salad dressing and it's no big deal. I mean, it, people and people say, oh, you made your own salad dressing. Like you'd think I had been slaving in the kitchen for three <laughs> hours. Like, yeah, I took some oil and some lemon juice or some vinegar and I put in some garlic and some herbs and that was two minutes. Um, it's easy and so delicious. Uh, why would you pay for uh, a commercial dressing? I think we get a healthier oil and healthier ingredients. Yes. You know, we live in such a fast paced world that um, we're always on the go and it just seems easier just to pick up those things than to make it when in reality, it's not much longer than to make it. Yeah, I mean, I, the same thing happens to me sometimes, even making dinners like, oh, I just oh, this seems like such a burden, like, oh, but when you have things on hand, like you have, again, this is where the, this line comes in. I mean, plain prepped frozen vegetables are awesome. Zero prep, open the bag and, you know, away you go. It, it's so that some processing can actually make 
healthy eating easier. Mm -hmm. And it's not as hard as we put in our mind, like, oh, cooking, it's got to be really difficult. No, it doesn't. And you don't need to rely on prepared nuggets and, um, you know, all the pre-seasoned stuff. You can do it very easily yourself. So let's, let's kind of sum this up, Kathy, with saying like, okay, here we go. What is, um, what is kind of a healthy pattern? And I think, you know, one of those things about um, looking at a diet, and I think that's one of the things that, that Whitney has always talked about too, is um, it's not a one-time thing. It's not, it's, it, it's a pattern and it's kind of building over time. Could you, could you discuss that with our listeners? Sure. Uh, there's just such an easy mental image to have in your mind, and that is AICR's New American Plate, where at least two-thirds of your plate is plant foods. And so that's vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and uh, you know plant protein kinds of things like soy, tofu, tempeh, dry beans, peas, things like that. Um, and then up to one-third, if you want it, of animal, animal protein kinds of things. And then within there, just aim for some variety, because we know that when we have variety in those plant uh, sources, we get more of the broader range of phytochemicals. I'm sure Whitney's talked with you about that. Yes, um, get that's the my favorite word, right, Pam? That is. <laughs> um, and then just in the, in the um, you know, really have fun learning to use beans. It's so, so many of us, we just, I mean, I grew up, the only beans I ever had were in a three bean salad. That was it. And um, there's wonderful ways in, in cuisine all around the world to use beans. And yeah, used canned beans, that's fine. Um, if you can't find them without added salt, um, just put them in a strainer and, and rinse them and you'll remove quite a bit of the sodium. Um, but by playing around with these things, you can have fun, you can have delicious eating. And it's a pattern that by not going into those ultra processed that are concentrated in added sugars and, and extra high levels of fat, um, you can be satisfied and you aren't pushing yourself either into unhealthy patterns or into unwanted weight gain. So it's really, it's not restrictive and it's not boring or limiting at all. Just have that framework. That's and if a little bit of processing in some foods helps you, depending on your needs, where you are in your cancer journey, in your life, um, that's okay. It's not all or nothing. Um, it, the unfortunate part is uh, that, you know, there are the highest level of processed food consumption in our country is um, people who have about 70% of their calories from ultra processed foods. Wow. Now you can imagine what kind of diet do you think they're eating? Right. Oh, very okay. unhealthy. So it's that not all or nothing. I mean, you yeah. get it down, you have one or two and the rest of the day is are these other things you're in great shape yeah pam one of the things that karen just mentioned i was just about i was in my the tip of my tongue was it doesn't have to be strict it does you know you said it's not it, i mean there is and it doesn't have to be like oh i'm doing this wrong um as long as you're choosing the right ingredients you know as you said things limiting the sodium limiting the extras the fats and so forth that are added in um it there's you know trial and error, have fun with it, mix it up and see what goes, you know, well together. And um, I mean, it's not, uh, I guess maybe it's not rocket science. 
No, it's not. And I think so often we just get intimidated with all the headlines and the stuff you see on, you know, social media or whatever. And you think it's got to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Each step closer to the AICR recommendations is, is a step better. And, and, you know, it's better, do better today than you did yesterday. And if today wasn't a great day, then do better tomorrow. Um, one option for people who are, are stumbling with this, AICR has a, a free program online called the Healthy 10 Challenge, and you can just get uh, information about that on the AICR website, AICR.org, and it has that exact concept. You can do it on your own, but if it would help you to walk it through, um, the idea is you take one thing, I'm just going to work on one thing and get that one thing better, and then in another week or two or whenever I'm ready, I can tackle another thing rather than trying to, you know, do a, a total makeover and everything's all different at once. Yeah. You talked about headlines in news stories. Um, where is the best place for them to get good sound information? What website? Oh, thank you for asking, Pam. Yes, please don't just Google information. <laughs> uh, um, th that's why there's organizations like the American Institute for Cancer Research. Um, you can go to AICR.org and uh, you'll see there's a, under resources, there's a, a blog where you can often find commentary on, on some kind of new study that's, uh, you know, populating the news like the one I wrote on ultra processed food that you saw. Um, you can get recommendations, you can get information both in terms of reducing risk and improving survivorship. It's all right there. And so rather than trying to do the search, rely on the experts who, who really know the research and who've called it and evaluated it and rely on them to have done it for you rather than you're trying to make heads or tails out of all this conflicting stories. Because there's a lot out there. Yeah, there <laughs> is, there is. And I'm going to throw a plug in for Karen's website. It's Karen Collins. K-A-R-E-N Collins Nutrition.com. Um, there's a lot of great, um, not necessarily having to read the study or read the research stuff. She does it and compiles it down for you and puts it in very easily digested. See what I did there? Easily digestible uh, nuggets and bites there because it is, it makes it very simple and easy. So that I would de definitely recommend our, our listeners maybe uh, check out your website as well, because um, there is, there's a ton. I spent uh, a little time on there today and getting ready for our, our uh, podcast today. But the, the neat thing is, is um, there are good, sound, evidence-based um, studies and re research that's been done, and it is. It's published, you know, through the AICR. So, as you said, Pam, you can rest assured what you're reading. You don't have to question. You know, sometimes you read an article or read a, a headline. Is that really real? I mean, I, did that work? This is good stuff, and and it is it is it is worthy of um, applying to your daily lives. And also, if you don't like to read, come join us um, on our monthly nutrition class with Whitney. She does all the research for us and shows yeah. us new um, recipes each month. So, And then, too, the other thing, Pam, you, you, you don't want to leave out the Ask the Dietitian session that we have once a month on mm -hmm. Facebook Live. Um, you know, it's, it's a time for you to ask questions uh, of any sort from a nutritional standpoint. And um, Whitney will be happy to answer those questions and, and uh, provide that. And it's on our Facebook Live. It's usually done around lunchtime. So everybody has an opportunity to, to listen in on that. They can eat their healthy lunch and listen to the dietitian. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Karen, do you have anything else to leave our listeners with? Uh, well, I think we really, um, I hope, have, have wrapped it up by, we started with this, the controversies about ultra-processed foods, and I hope you, this is something that's going to stay in the headlines. You are going to be seeing more and more about this. There's a big conference going on right now, and it's one of the top topics that's being discussed. Um, so just hold in mind that this has two, there's, it's two sides of the coin. It can be a nice lens to look at when you think about applying the AICR recommendations and the new American plate uh, approach to healthy eating, but also be careful before you're afraid to lump everything that has any processing into it all in the same bucket and start thinking that, you know, cookies and, um, veggie burgers or something or yogurt are all in the same thing. They're not. There's room for you to discriminate what works for you and what's really not helping you eat healthier. That's a lot of information. Um, can you tell us your website? Sure. Karen Collins Nutrition.com. Okay. Karen, and we are sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia, and we like to leave our listeners with a Pete's powerful moment. Do you have a moment that you can share with our listeners? Well, um, I guess one of the powerful moments in my uh, career has been when I was doing a, a large presentation back in the day when we could meet in person with people and do presentations. Um, and talking about the AICR recommendations and putting those in practice. And then after it was all over, lots of times people come up and wanna ask questions and things. And uh, this one lovely couple came up and kind of had, the, the lady had sort of tears in her eyes and said, thank you so much for this. I, I really wanna take care of myself, but I've been feeling like I see all these rules and I just don't know how I can do them all. And you, you showed me that it's not about eating perfect, that I can just take one closer step and, and focus on the big things and not worry about every little detail. And that's enough to make a difference. And you've given me not only health, but also peace of mind. And that just sort of made my day. Oh, sure. I see uh, on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> In, you never know um, when you when you share stuff like that who you're going to impact and and how simple it can be, um, but it makes a humongous impact. And that's just a reminder, you know, for myself and um, for our listeners, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, you know, try to simplify that, drill down, and take one step, do better than you did the, the day before, and um, you know, pretty soon you'll be on on the down the road quite a ways uh doing lots of good for yourself so karen thank you for joining us and uh imparting some wisdom with our our listeners um i know there's at least oh gosh two or three things in there that we all can uh apply including myself um i'll, I'll throw myself out there but i know that that there's uh plenty of takeaways from this pam that sounds like our homework for our listeners right i think so is to find find something in today's podcast to apply. Uh, make that one step, whether it's making your own salad dressing two minutes versus the perceived, maybe that's the cool thing, right? You wowed your guest with how long they thought it took to make your homemade uh, homemade salad dressing. So you get kudos in the middle of doing something to be, be healthy uh, all the way around. So uh, find something um, to, to well, do. maybe even go to the American Institute of Cancer Research.org and find a new recipe to try. They have so many easy yes. uh, recipes to try. Um, I know Whitney prepares so many different ones that I wouldn't have tried, but are so good. 
Right. There's a lot there. There is a lot there. So do one of those things. Join us for the uh, uh, Ask the Dietitian or come to one of Whitney's classes. Do something today to make yourself better and take those steps down the road. And then join us next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.